Hello and welcome back to Gentle Man, redefining manhood in the 21st century. My name is Arjuna, I'm your host. Today I want to talk about keeping it together. I want to talk about this classic male imperative to hold things together, to be stable, to hold ourselves together, to be supportive, to be the rock, to be the person making sure that things stay okay and safe. So many men feel this. And of course, like all of the issues brought up on this podcast, this issue is not unique to men, but it is acutely felt by so many men throughout our daily lives, our childhoods, our adolescence, our adulthood, every part of our lives, men are told to keep it together. Like think about how many action movies you've seen. Maybe it's a war movie. There's a, some kind of stressful situation, some encounter with the enemy, and one of the men in the platoon is kind of losing it. He, you know, he's like crying or he's, you know, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it, Sarge. And the captain or the sergeant is like, get it together, man. You've got to keep it together. This is no time for your feelings. We have a job to do. And that's an acute example of it. But I think so many men go through their lives really internalizing that. Even in less stressful and life-threatening situations, so many men feel this imperative to be a soldier, to soldier on, to repress your feelings, repress your weakness, repress your sadness, repress your needs. Really, it is your needs in order to accomplish some greater goal, in order to serve something outside of yourself. Men deal with this all the time, whether it's sometimes they're in the position of being breadwinners for other people, maybe for their partners or their families. In sports, right, sports situations where they've got to deliver for their team. In work, where they're expected to take leadership and ownership on things and deliver the results, or else. Men have this special pressure on them to perform. This male performance expectation, which is not quite what I want to focus on today, but it's very deeply linked to this. Men feel like they can't fail, they're not allowed to fail. And so part of keeping it together is not allowing yourself the failure of emotional expression. Now, clearly, emotions are important. They're vital. Everybody has them. Everybody needs to express them. Expressing them is not failure in the deepest sense of that word, but in the context of being socialized male, breaking down, having feelings, showing your vulnerability is often equated with failure. Something that I notice is that oftentimes, in order for somebody to succeed at something, they need moments of feeling defeated by it. They need moments to just wallow in the, oh my God, how am I going to get this done-ness of it all. They need a safe space every now and then to just say, I can't do this. I feel ill-equipped for the task. This will get the best of me. I feel defeated. I feel like I lack what I need to see this through. And oftentimes, if you get even just a few minutes of that, say you're working on a really stressful project, and you just take five or ten minutes to just feel overwhelmed by it and defeated by it, and if you really allow that to consume you, whether you cry or maybe you yell or you're angry or 
you just let yourself get taken out by it, right? Maybe you just need to collapse, flop face down on your bed, call it a day, call it a life. Sometimes if you just get even a small amount of that, it can rejuvenate you. It can give you the strength to pick yourself up and try again, to give yourself the space and the room to just discharge some of the energy in your body, some of that pent-up expectation. The unfortunate tragedy of male socializing is that so many men feel like they're not even allowed to do that. Like there's no room for them to do that. I remember there's this quote from a Brene Brown book. Brene Brown, really amazing, shame researcher. She talks a lot about shame and emotion, how people repress their needs and their feelings for all of these various reasons. She wrote in one of her books about how a man, she, she was doing women's work, she was really focused on women, and after one of her talks, a man waited in line to get his book signed by her, and while she was signing his book, he asked her, do you work with men? And she said, oh no, I, you know, it's not really my focus, I'm not a man, I don't really understand men, my work is really for women. The man, this, this isn't a perfect paraphrasing, but the man said something like, men feel this too. My wife would rather see me die than fall off my horse. I read that and I just felt like, oh my God, every man I know has had that feeling at some point of people would rather I die than fail at something. There are people in my life who can't handle seeing me fail. They can't handle seeing me break down. They can't handle me having moments where I'm not the best, where I'm not dominant, when I don't have it all together. And as an unfortunate result of patriarchy, men are a lot of times expected to be on top or to be winning, to be dominating, to be driving the conversation, to be taking charge to be in control. And sometimes the other people in their lives expect that of them. And if they see any deviance from that, they think less of them. I've had this experience myself in relationships. I've had partners who couldn't really be with me in a compassionate way when I was going through periods in my life where I just needed to collapse, where I just needed to feel profoundly vulnerable where I just needed to accept all of the things that I wasn't capable of in that moment. It's come up a fair amount in, in my straight relationships with women. I think some women really struggle to see men struggling. And so men feel and they internalize this pressure, like that's going to be stressful for her, and so it's going to be stressful for me, and so I can't do it. There's not space for me to do that. Or maybe sometimes the people in men's lives are so used to them holding it together that this person plays the role of holding it together. And when they're not doing it, it's not being done. The job isn't being filled. No one's holding it together. And of course, you know, I mean, I just want to highlight again, like this plays out in so many different ways in so many different relationships with so many different people, men and non-men. It's really not unique to men. Oh,
I'm going through a really busy time in my work life. It's a product launch and they're typically the highest action and kind of most stressful times of the year for me. And I have these moments of just acute stress or these moments of collapse. And I have to remind myself, this is okay. This is hard. You're threading a very big needle right now. It takes mental and emotional and physical fortitude to do that, to push through. It's okay to feel overwhelmed by it. It's okay to feel defeated by it sometimes. It doesn't make me any less of a man. It doesn't make me any less of a human being. It doesn't make me bad at my job. It's not failure. That's what I really want to underscore here is releasing the pressure valve is not failure. It's self-care and many men are not good at that. They're not taught to take care of themselves. They're taught this unrealistic image of men who don't need to be taken care of. The idea that someone exists who doesn't need care. The idea that you're impervious and impermeable and you've got it all together and you're cool at all times. And you know, the problem with an image like that and the problem with an expectation like that is that it's a perfectionistic ideal. It's like if you're being cool and you have even one moment of being uncool, the jig is up, you know, it's done. You've been outed. Likewise, the tough guy cries once and that's it. He's not tough anymore. It's a sham. And I mean, of course it's a sham. The tough guy bit, the cool bit, it is a sham. People aren't that way in the core of their being. People are sensitive. People make mistakes. People do stupid stuff. They slip up. It happens. To acknowledge it, to just be vulnerable to it, to just say, ha, whoops, look at me. Look at me messing up. Or to say, that really worked me. Boy, I feel really overwhelmed with this. It's not failure. In fact, it's part of success. It's a crucial part of success. In my relationship with my current partner, we regularly have moments where we'd have to acknowledge that something is difficult or something is getting the best of us and just really, you know, feel that, feel the emotion of it. It's often a really sweet thing, you know, when you can share that with somebody, when you can just be really honest about how big something feels to you or how challenging something is and when there's someone who's really present for you and just listening and giving you gentle emotional support can feel really amazing and it can bring people together. Now, I don't want to downplay the importance of actually holding things together in a bigger way. Part of the reason why people feel pressure to hold it together is that ultimately life needs that. You need to keep your job. You need to put the food on the table. You need to not have a nervous breakdown or do your best to not dig that hole so deep for yourself that it really derails your life. And these are real things. These are real needs. It's one of the reasons why some people don't allow any space for it is because it feels like a small taste of something which, when it reaches a certain size, is really problematic or, or is really unsustainable. So people know this. They, they know that it can get to a place where it's really destabilizing. And so I actually think letting it out in a smaller way 
expressing it in a safer way. Just having that smaller pressure valve to release that larger tension is so key. It's just so key. So to any man listening, I just want to give you permission. You don't need permission from me. It's something that you grant yourself. But maybe this helps a little bit. Sometimes it just helps to have somebody else encourage you to do something. So I encourage you, let it go sometimes. If the people in your life struggle to see you that way, if you think to yourself, gosh, my partner would really lose respect for me if I showed up that way. If I acknowledge anywhere in my life where I'm feeling like I'm struggling, they're going to have a diminished opinion of me. That's really something to look at. If there's no room for that in your relationships, I think that that's unhealthy. And I think it's unsustainable. And I think it ultimately robs people of intimacy. It robs people of that deeper connection. I would think twice about staying in a relationship with somebody who truly couldn't do that with me. Sometimes it's just a process. Sometimes it just takes saying, look, I need this from you. I need for there to be room for this. This is part of a healthy relationship for me. If I'm never allowed to do this, this is unsustainable for me. And ultimately, that's really what this is about, is sustainability, is giving yourself the room to clear out the closet a little bit, to free up what's on your mind and in your heart, to get it out. For a lot of men, any amount of that takes courage. It takes so much courage to move through those voices saying, don't cry, don't be weak, don't stop, don't quit. It's unrelenting. The pressure on men is unrelenting, and they are pressured to themselves be unrelenting. And so it's no wonder that they end up being unrelenting with other people. It's just another part of this big cycle of toxic masculinity. It just reinforces these unrealistic ideals of what a man should be. And no man can live up to that. I believe it's an unhealthy aspiration. So today I'm giving myself permission to rest a little more and to just accept that I can't do everything. I'm going to take some time off from holding it together. I'm just going to see what comes out. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time. Thank you.